everyone. This is day one of our global prayer, fasting, and consecration. Every start of the year, we pray and fast as a church, intentionally setting aside all distractions to seek God and to hear from Him clearly. What do you want to happen this 2021? Come on, don't be shy. Type it in the comment section so that we can pray with you. To buy a new house or a new car? For the students, get into the college of your choice. Is it to land your dream job or finally get that promotion? Or for the singles, to find the one and walk down the aisle? Those are all good things, and it's not bad to desire them. But if we have learned something from 2020, it's that we may have a lot of plans, but it's still God's plans that will prevail. Instead of just writing down on our planners what we desire this year, we want to write down what God desires for us. Whether you're someone enjoying success at the moment, wanting to maintain it, or someone in a tight and challenging situation, we all need God to guide our steps and to bring us to the next station. This reminds me of the Israelites when God saved them from the Egyptian slavery in the book of Exodus. I'd like to invite you to open your Bibles in Exodus chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. It says here, Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Kivites, and the Jebusites. These verses are a beautiful reminder that God sees our situation, even beyond it. He hears our cries, and He is not just a distant spectator, but someone who is always willing to save us from our afflictions and to direct us to the path that's best for us. I'm sure we can all relate with the Israelites. We might not be under intense slavery as they were during that time, I hope, but we are still in a difficult situation that we want to break free from. With the virus still out there, we are forced to change our plans, adjust our ways, and accept our current limitations. We also have personal struggles that we're battling with. We have experienced the shaking of 2020, and while a lot of us might have gotten used to it, and some believe it ended as we welcomed the new year, truth is we are still in the middle of this shaking. Our current situation has shown us how small we are in light of the problems that we are facing. This realization, no matter how sad it seems, is simply the beginning of us experiencing God's awesome and amazing power in our lives. The story of the Israelites show us that we have a God who is transcendent. Big word. It simply means one who is beyond compare, one who is like no other. And from their story, we can learn, one, that God is above everything and everyone in this world. We may feel small as we see our big problems, but our problems will always look small as we see our big God. He showed this not only to the Israelites who felt small and inferior, but also to the Egyptians who felt big and superior. True to the word he gave Moses, God delivered the Israelites from the hands of the evil Egyptians who oppressed them. God showed his mighty power through the ten plagues. He showed them who was in control. They thought that they had great power, but what they had was truly nothing compared to God's power. God is above our personal situations. He is above oppressive rulers. He is above any deadly disease. He is transcendent, meaning he is like no one. 
A lot of times we cancel God out because we apply our limitations to Him. Because we think we can't do anything, we think that He can't do anything too. We may feel like we can't do anything about our situation, but remember, God can always do something about it. He has no limitations. His wisdom is like no other. His power is incomparable. We will never face a situation that God cannot handle. Second, God can turn the impossible into a reality. The all-powerful Pharaoh, or so he thought, was eventually forced to release the Israelites against his will, as God had ordered. Led by Moses, God's people left Egypt and started traveling towards that land that God had promised to their forefathers, a land where they will experience freedom and abundant provision, the good land that we are all longing for today, literally and figuratively. Not too long after their release, the Pharaoh realized that he wasn't willing to give up just yet. He rounded up his great army and he ran after the Israelites, cornering them as they reached the Red Sea with nowhere to run to. In Exodus 14.10, We see in their story, it says, When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. They thought it was the end of them. They started complaining to Moses, thinking, If we knew that this was going to happen, we should have remained in Egypt as slaves so that our lives would be spared. But even if the Israelites doubted God's power, and probably questioned his willingness to save them, he still showed them that he is true to his word by doing the impossible. As we read in verses 21 and 22, Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. God came to their rescue just as he always does in our lives. We may doubt and complain and lose faith, but in his great love, God still chooses to save us and to reach out to us every single time. Even in our faithlessness, God remains faithful. He is truly like no other. And finally, in their story, we see that God never fails. He will always fulfill his promises and his purposes will always be accomplished regardless of the obstacles and the opposition. We have a lot of athletes we look up to and we refer to them as the greatest of all time. Nadal, Federer, Ronaldo, LeBron, and Curry. We consider them a cut above the rest. But no matter how good they are, there are days that they fail to win games. This is what sets our God apart from men. He never fails. Even in the most hopeless of days when we feel defeated, just like the death of Jesus on the cross, we can still have hope because we know that he has the power to turn things around, just as he displayed during the resurrection. He can turn our sorrows into joy and our mourning into dancing. And in the case of the Israelites, he turned their grumbling and complaining into worship. In our prayer and fasting manuals, we can read the Israelite song of praise. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 11, It says, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? As we start this new year, faced with overwhelming situations in the present and looking to the great opportunities in the future, let us remember that we have a God who is like no other, perfect in wisdom, awesome in power, and incomparable in love. Just as he has set the Israelites free from slavery, He too can set us free from our financial debts, our health problems, 
relational issues, and even from sins and addictions that we are struggling with. He's a God of turnarounds. Just as he led the Israelites to a new land, he too can lead us to new places, give us a fresh start, bring new relationships, and open doors of opportunity that no man can shut. As we pray and fast this week, let us be expectant, asking and believing God for the impossible, not only for our personal lives, but also for our families, our country, and for the nations. I believe that God wants to lead us to new heights, not only in our finances or in our work, but also when it comes to our faith and personal relationship with Him, which will set us up for greater things in the future. It might just be the start of the fasting, but let me tell you, your breakthrough is already on its way. He can part seas to make a way for us. Remember, God is transcendent. There is no one like Him in power and in wisdom. That's why we can put our faith in Him, believing Him for the small, the great, and even the impossible, because we know that He is not just able, but very much willing to help us in every situation. Are you excited? We all should be. Let's pray. Lord, we are grateful that we serve a God like no other. A God who can turn our impossibilities into realities. A God who can open doors of opportunity even in the midst of economic challenges. A God who can heal us of any sickness. A God who can restore even the most broken of relationships. Lord, during this time of prayer and fasting, help us to fix our eyes on you in the midst of everything that is happening around us. Remove all fear and fill our hearts with faith. We ask you to speak to us and to direct our steps. May your voice be the loudest voice that we hear, even with all the noise around us. Today, we'd also like to stand with you in prayer for the salvation of your family and friends. It might seem like a stretch right now, but just as there is no situation that is impossible with God, there's also no heart too hard for Him to touch. Why don't we pray for our family and friends right now who don't know God yet? Lord, we thank you for calling us. Thank you for coming into our lives. Thank you for opening our eyes. Thank you for opening our ears. Thank you for giving us the faith to believe in you. And today we pray that just as you have worked in our hearts, may you work in the hearts of our family and friends as well. We pray that they too may experience the inexplicable peace the incomparable joy and the overflowing love that only you can give. I pray that you open their eyes. I pray that you open their hearts and give them faith to put their complete trust in you. Right now, I'd like to invite you to mention the name of that loved one, family member, office mate, classmate, neighbor. Mention their name, the people that you are praying for, for salvation. And Lord, as early as now, as these people are speaking those names in faith, we are already thanking you for that salvation that you're going to give them. And Lord, I even pray for every person watching this video. Thank you so much that you will give us boldness. Thank you so much that you will give us wisdom, even compassion to reach out to these people. Patience. Thank you for pouring it out on us right now. Lord, I pray that you give us the right words and give us the right heart as we reach out to these people through our interactions and conversations with them, may they experience your great, mighty, and awesome love. Once again, we thank you for the salvation of our family and friends. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.